Time is so sneaky. There are those day-to-day -day moments that just feel like they drag on forever. And then other times you wake up and suddenly it's a new year. And if you kind of feel like the past year or so you've been coasting along and you're almost alive by default instead of truly living your life with intention, then this episode of the Speak Organized podcast is for you. I'm gonna be pulling the trigger and breaking seven toxic habits this year. And I want you to join me, so stick around. Let's get into it. Speak Organized Podcast, Episode 1. I'm your host, Melanie Summers, professional organizer, productivity-based life coach, and decluttering expert. I like to speak organized to give you the tools to conquer your clutter, live life with more purpose, and learn about the business of tidying. And today, we're going to be talking all about productivity strategies to set better goals and habits that we can actually stick to. And this is on everybody's mind right now as we enter into a new year and you know the internet is full of new year's resolution blog posts they're popping up like weeds and i've already written a couple myself and so uh, it's something that i've really been thinking about and changing some of my own habits and so i got really focused to sit down and choose seven things that were affecting my my personal life, my family, my business in a really negative way. So these are seven toxic habits that I am ditching. And I have strategized ways to improve these behaviors or start new, uh, start new ones, start new habits. And so I want to kind of unpack that and tell you guys exactly, you know, the strategies that I'm using and do a little mini productivity coaching session for those of you who want to join me. And I have a productivity pick me up free challenge coming out. Uh, it may actually be out if you're watching this video on YouTube right now or listening to this podcast. The challenge might be available to join. I'll make sure to include all the information and I'll give you all the details at the end. But I wanna jump straight into this because this is what we're all thinking about now and you could really be feeling like you're just coasting along right now and you want uh, an actionable way to be consistent and stick to those goals and really feel accomplished, you know, about what you're doing in work, or maybe you want to start a new exercise routine. These strategies kind of will help you with any sort of goal that you want to stick to. And I will kind of break down a little bit of the psychology behind it. I mean, we could pretty easily have this conversation for several hours, but I'm going to try to keep it um, as succinct and efficient as possible so that we're not here forever. Okay, so the first major point before I get into my specific seven habits that I'm breaking is to instill the idea that progress is better than perfection. We all have heard the phrase progress over perfection. And so I want to unpack that a little bit and tell you kind of what that means to me. When you start to set goals for yourself, there can often be a very sort of broad finish line. Like I want to exercise more, or I want to get in shape, or I want to lose weight, or you know, just those are very common, typical things. I've been polling my followers on Instagram and a lot of people on my email subscriber list and exercise is 
probably one of the top three answers that I get from people. And so I'm just gonna use it as an example. But we don't really break down how to begin such a thing and what the micro tasks are, what the steps are to get there. And so we often feel very defeated when we kind of just grope around in the dark without having an attack plan. And so progress is gonna be measured through those little steps. And once you achieve each of those little steps, that should be your goal. Not that you are going to get to this place of being in shape. We don't even really, I mean, that's very sort of, um, it's not something that can be measured totally objectively. We all have a different idea of how we think that looks. So the goal should be making the progress towards getting in shape not whatever that you know idealistic vision is of getting in shape. So that's kind of the first thing that I always try to break apart when I'm working with clients on these, these, for, these habit forming practices, right? And then we wanna talk a little bit more about the practical aspects of it and figure out what that looks like. So we're gonna be decluttering our routines and we're gonna be streamlining things and making our lives and our schedules more efficient. I feel like there is a, there's still a great misconception about production, about productive people being productive as doing more, as getting a lot done, you know, and it really is quite the opposite. It's more about subtraction of the things that don't matter. It's about being intentional with your with your behaviors and your habits and your thoughts so that you can really focus on the things that matter to you and you can get things done more quickly and more efficiently. And that's really what true productivity is. And so um, I work through some of those uh, routines and, the, and those exercises as well. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about each of the habits. And these breaking habits is just, it's such a hard thing to do for many people, especially if you have sort of just decided that you accept yourself as you are, you are who you are, and there's nothing you can do to change that. And while I'm not advocating for you to be somebody that you're not, I am advocating for you to have a more fluid or flexible mindset. Because the truth is, is human beings are actually very adaptable. And if the last two years has shown us anything, it has really proved just how adaptable we can be in a very short period of time. Um, and it hasn't, it's not necessarily easy to adapt, but human beings are very good at it. And so just remember that as you are coming up with every excuse in the back of your mind, just like we all do, that says, you know, this is just who I am and I can't change. And the fact is, is that we can and we can choose to be more flexible and put ourselves in the uncomfortable space of potentially failing. And that's kind of the next thing that I wanna talk about is understanding what true failure means, what that is. True failure is giving up or inaction, not choosing not to do something. That is the only way that we ever truly fail 
even if you try something and you backslide and you need to start over or you know if we're going to continue the sort of like getting in shape narrative you know maybe you don't lose the weight or you put more weight on or just there's like this sort of roller coaster situation that happens and that doesn't necessarily signify failure unless you give up on the goal or the new habit um, if you continue and kind of course correct you're going to be able to see the results and usually these things take more time than we're willing to admit we all because of the sort of internet culture that we live in and we all have cell phones and we sort of have adapted to this instantaneous overabundance of information in this environment where everything needs to happen very quickly and that is not realistic for many goals that we set for ourselves and a lot of times we need to fail or we need to have setbacks, we need to backslide, we need to do something incorrectly, we need to do it wrong so that we know what to fix. And if we haven't done something wrong, we don't know what we need to do differently, right? So failure is feedback to allow us to do something better in the future. And of course, we gotta talk a little bit about self-care. Everybody wants to have more me time, more time to relax, get in the bubble bath with your wine and your face mask and all of that. But it's important to not overlook the self-care aspects of being truly productive, of being more productive, of doing and focusing on the right things, closing your loopholes, getting things done so that you can really truly enjoy those moments of downtime. And I think what happens is we skip straight to the gratification. We go for the instant gratification and we haven't taken care of all of those little loose ends that need to be tied up and we still feel overwhelmed. We're not able to enjoy those moments of rest and relaxation because there are too many undone things in the background that are nagging at you in the back of your head that you know you need to do. And so true self-care is taking care of those things first, delaying the gratification, and then really allowing yourself to be immersed in it and enjoy it. So we don't wanna skip to the end too quickly. So we're gonna talk about the delayed gratification and how to do that a little bit better. Okay, so now I'm going to talk to you about my seven toxic habits that I'm kicking to the curb for 2022. I've already started experimenting with some of these things in the past couple of weeks, and I have noticed significant improvements. It hasn't been easy, I will tell you that much, and I still am kind of unsure about a few aspects of it, but I'll kind of unpack everything and try to explain it as best I can. So hopefully you'll be able to join in this with me and get on, get on board the train here. So the first toxic habit that I am stopping is using my status as a night owl to waste the morning, okay? <laughs> like I was saying earlier, I had this fixed mindset for a long time that I am a night owl and so by virtue of that fact, I was doing all of my most productive work at night. And I 
was staying up until midnight or one o'clock because I have little kids and the evening time is really the only time that I had to be able to do a lot of the work tasks that needed to be done to do all the film editing or the blog writing or the research or whatever it is, you know, if I'm creating a course or something, that was my time. And of course, you know, I wanted to have dinner and spend family time. And so it was like, after everybody goes to bed, I'm a night owl. So that's just what I'm going to do. And my morning was completely wasted. And luckily, you know, I have a really awesome husband who is not a night owl and would wake up earlier in the morning and he would kind of do his morning routine and do breakfast and all of that and make sure that, you know, we all got fed, which is amazing. And not everybody has that luxury. Okay. But it, but I realize it doesn't need to be an excuse for me to completely waste my morning, you know? After you sleep, that is when your brain is rested. It is gonna be the most functional as long as you're staying hydrated and all of that. The morning really is a good time to work on um, the mental tasks that require a lot of brain power because you're the most rested, right? There's a lot of studies on it. I've gotten flack from people writing about that that say that's not true but in general that is my understanding and that's my experience as well and I was wasting that time and so I'm trying not to do that and so what I have done is start thinking about my day the night before so I am saying that my day starts the night before and I'm using this concept called analog hour. Some people refer to it as putting the house to bed. Some people refer to it, I think uh, Craig Ballantyne refers to it as Amish hour. In our house, we call it analog hour. And so because I am still more or less a night owl, I try to use that time to set myself up for success the next day. So the rule that I have set is that there are no screens, no blue light, an hour before bed so that I am in, I am um, increasing the quality of sleep. I'm getting better sleep and I am going to bed earlier also because of that. And my kids are going to bed earlier. One thing that we were kind of noticing is, you know, I have a three and a one and a half year old, almost two year old. And we would get in bed and get snuggly and watch movies and then send them off to bed. And they are kind of transitioning into that age where they're not really napping as much. And they were still taking full naps during the day. Long story short, they were bouncing off the walls until 10.30, almost 11 o'clock at night sometimes. And we were kind of like, okay, this does not work for anybody. You know, we lose our entire evening and then I'm still, you know, trying to push out content until one or two o'clock in the morning. And so it just, it just snowballs like everything else does. And it just got to the point where I was like, okay, this is really bad. We got to fix it. And so we started analog hour. And what I do for that is I prep everything that I need for the morning to be ready to go. So I want to come down to a clean kitchen. I put all the dishes away. We make sure the dishwasher gets run right before dinner, you know, and then it's ready to empty at night before we go to bed. I get coffee prepped for the morning so it's ready to rock right when I get up. I choose the clothes that I'm going to wear for the next day and I lay them out, which is 
you know, something that you think you do for like a first grader, but it's, it's great because I work from home a lot and I know there's plenty of people that work from home now too, maybe more so than they, than there used to be. And it's very common for us to just kind of not get dressed at all some days and just wear pajamas. And while it's cozy and comfy and like kind of fun every once in a while, after, after a while, it kind of just, it feels lame. And so if I don't have to waste my time thinking about what I'm gonna wear in the morning because it's already done, it just, it, it cuts off a bunch of time when I can be doing other more productive things. And so I am just trying to think of tasks to do in the evening that are going to prepare me and set me up for a great day. And the other thing I do is script my day or design my day. And so I go through and create a timeline roughly of what I want to accomplish for that day and I just write it down. It's it's basically a to-do list, but I try to structure it strategically so that I am using that time when I'm getting up a little earlier in the morning to get my most important thing done. And we obviously have to be logical. We have to think about it reasonably. I was talking to a client yesterday who um, the thing that she really needed to do the next day was clean out her car and it's freezing cold here and she was like, it's not gonna make sense for me to do that first thing in the morning. And so we just think about trying to get those tasks done that we're procrastinating on earlier in the day in the first block of the day. So that is what I kind of script out my blocks, my morning block, which I call the frog, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. And then the afternoon and the evening block and just the things that I want to do. And then I try to just, you know, give myself the first action steps to be able to get the ball rolling on those tasks. Okay. So that's the first thing. So analog hour, no screens before bed. Everybody's been sleeping a lot better and I have been able to get up, um, a good like two and a half hours earlier and all that work that I have been doing in the evenings and late into the night is getting done before my husband and my kids wake up. So normally I was waking up at like eight or 8.30. <laughs> but now I'm getting up at like 5.30, 5.45, putting in that work beforehand and then I'm able to enjoy my evening. I have my analog hour to put the house to bed, do my routines to get everything cleaned up and ready for the day. And then I just go and listen to a podcast and fall asleep. And sometimes I'm asleep by like 10 o'clock if I get done with analog hour early, you know, cause I'm going to bed at 10:30. So that is habit number one. Habit number two is no more hitting the snooze button. So I heard somebody talk about once that if you hit the snooze button, you're telling yourself that crappy quality sleep is more important than your dreams. And I mean, I think that's just a great way to think about it, whether it's entirely true or not. I would assume that the sleep that you get after you hit the snooze button really truly isn't that great and it's not worth it. And so as difficult as it is for me to get back in the routine of setting an alarm and waking up to an alarm, I am really enjoying the sense of accomplishment and the benefits of going to bed earlier without the screen time. And uh, 
it's, it just feels good to be able to not hit the snooze button. So that's my non-negotiable habit. You know, I have, I have set the boundary and the expectation for myself. And so that is something that you want to try to do is create a non-negotiable for yourself. You have to get very clear with your expectations for yourself, because if you're using words like maybe or could, should, perhaps, you know, these, these sort of, these words become excuses not to do something. And so you have to be very definitive. And so I said no snooze button, just like I said, no screens for analog hour, no snooze button. That is my non-negotiable. So habit number two, no more sleeping in. Habit number three is stop being dehydrated. And this is <laughs> such a silly one. This was actually the number one thing that everyone who I polled in my survey said they wanted to improve as a habit. I'm drinking water right now. If you're listening to this, you can't see me. Um, but yeah, so I've stopped being dehydrated and I've always kind of gone off and on the hydration train and trying to drink more water. And so I'm going to put together a list of water alternative or water enhancing recipes and products so that we can stay hydrated a little bit more easily if you don't like to drink just straight water. So what I've been doing is getting enough water to have by my nightstand. Uh, I used to keep my big hydro flask, this big purple thing that holds 40 ounces of water in it by my nightstand to drink every single morning before I had my coffee. And because I wasn't waking up early enough, I needed my coffee sooner, I was hungry, I was cranky, I wasn't like ready to roll, whatever was going on. And so I wasn't drinking that water before I had my coffee. And so I just have a little bit by my nightstand now, and now I actually fill this up, and I set up my computer and my outline for the day, the, the things that I need to get done in the morning during my quiet work time, and I put my water bottle right there with my computer. And so I am not quite ready for coffee yet at that point, oddly enough. And so I sit and I work quietly, undisturbed, in the, you know, like pretty twinkly Christmas lights that we just took down, uh, anyway. And I drink all of my water before I have coffee and it's really not a big deal because my body is still kind of used to being up later. So stop being dehydrated is habit number three. Habit number four is stop procrastinating on the frog. And I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier and so now I'm gonna tell you what the frog is if you don't know that concept of eating your frog. It comes from that classic Mark Twain quote, if it's your job to eat a frog, you eat it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, we eat the biggest one first, right? So it, the idea essentially, Brian Tracy wrote a book on it, all about tackling the thing on your to-do list that you don't want to do, but you know you need to, to get it out of the way first thing in the morning. And I try to do this logically and realistically, like I mentioned earlier with my client who doesn't want to clean her car out at six o'clock in the morning when it's you know 20 degrees outside. Can't say that I would want to do that either. So we look for the next most logical thing to be done. And so for me, it's usually things that I can't do when my kids are up 
It's maybe it's filming, maybe it's video editing, maybe it's computer work, the things that are really going to help my business grow. And so I'm focusing on those tasks that are going to make my business be profitable and serve people, creating the content to give to everyone, the, all of those things. So that's sort of like the logical place that I look for my frog and I outline it on my, when I design my day and I put down all of the things that I need to get done. I set up my notes, you know, I have my outline all done. I set up my notes, I put my computer there and I get ready and I work on that frog within 15 minutes of waking up. And I have really been enjoying the benefits of that simply just because I have my afternoons and my evenings back. It's, it's really amazing how much more efficient and productive I have become just by doing that first thing in the morning. Truly remarkable. Never happened to me in my entire life. So good stuff going on there. Habit number five is to subtract a bad habit. And so we did this last year. It's kind of a temporary thing, um, but it's kind of just like a little reset. So we are doing dry January and we actually enjoyed it so much last year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We enjoyed it so much that we ended up doing it for two months. And so we're doing dry January and February. So we are cutting out cold turkey, no booze for two months and we are increasing our exercise. We're kind of replacing it with doing partner workouts, my husband and I. And I, you know, we're, I'm not, at the time that I am filming this, it's almost the new year. And so we are getting down to the point now where New Year's Eve is tomorrow and so we're gonna have our last celebration. And then, that's it, you know, no more wine and, and, or, or whatever. And so we're just cutting it out. So you can think of a bad habit or, you know, you know, you want to cut out sugar or you want to cut out trashy TV or awful, like scrolling through the news in, incessantly and just things that you know are not good for your mental and physical health. You're indulging in something a little bit too much. Maybe it's gossip. Um, you know, you're, you sit and scroll on your phone and play little weird puzzle games that you got to spend $4.99 on or whatever it, whatever it is, some sort of indulgence, subtract it. We're going with the booze for a couple of months and just to kind of get a good reset and, uh, try out some other non-alcoholic beverage recipes, you know, just make it fun. So that's what we're, that's what we're trying. And then habit number six is to, that I am stopping, is to be less sedentary, okay? So we are trying to be more active. We're trying to get back in shape. One of the things that happens when you're drinking too much wine is you have all of the calories, <laughs> the extra calories, and so that's gonna go away. Hopefully we'll be able to shed a few pounds and feel a little bit more physically streamlined. And uh, we have decided we're gonna, like I said, start doing the partner workouts. And another thing that I have just recently done for my community is film just some basic exercise routines that can be broken up into five minute increments and they can be combined into any really uh, 
like length of workout that you want. It's a total body type of situation. I don't know. I don't mention this very much on my YouTube channel or really in my business at all, but my background is actually in dance. I was a professional ballet dancer for most of my life and retired about four years ago. So I do know a great deal about injury prevention, about fitness, about movement, and uh, just like proper physical exercise routines. And so I decided that as part of this, I wanted to give some of that knowledge to my community. And so I've got these exercise videos that I'm gonna release for my new productivity pick-me-up challenge as part of the pick-me upgrades that you can get when you join the challenge. So that's something that we're trying to do. You know, I had been running a lot this last year. I don't really like to run, and so I was maybe running for 20 to 30 minutes every other day just, just to be consistent enough to say, you know, that I am exercising and moving my body consistently. But I wasn't doing any body weight workouts or lifting weights or really diversifying enough, and I, I was starting to feel the effects of doing too much of the same thing. You know, I was starting to get these little nagging injuries and overuse injuries and just not really diversifying enough for my needs. And so we are trying to do a workout of some kind every day, not anything crazy. Like I'm not even talking about, you know, an hour or two or three every day. I mean, just like 20 minutes a day just to move, even if it's just to walk around the block or take your dog out or something, just to involve movement in the day. Um, it's really good for your brain. It's obviously really good for your body and it's good for stress. I mean, all of the, all of the positive things. And we're going to kind of take the pressure off of needing to do it perfectly, needing to do it to the maximum capacity every day. We're just going to try to move even if it's five minutes. Okay. So that is what we're doing there. No more being sedentary, trying to move our bodies the way they're designed for at least five minutes a day. Yeah, maybe 20, it'd probably be better. Okay, and habit number seven is no more instant gratification. We talked a little bit about that earlier that we're gonna start to work on delayed gratification so that we are rewarding ourselves after we have done something we know we need to do. So we're going to think about our spending habits the type of TV we watch, the food that we're eating, procrastinating on things. I always procrastinate on doing the laundry. I hate doing laundry, uh, but if I just can get myself to stay on top of it and be rewarded with having that extra time to read stories with my kids or sit and watch a funny show with my husband or just like delaying the gratification of doing something that I want to do by getting something done that I need to do, then I will feel better and more fulfilled and actually be able to enjoy the gratification that much more. So anything that you want to do, pair it with something you know you need to do and delay the gratification until you get that other thing done. So that is the seven habits. And I, of course, can never leave you with less. I'm always trying to over deliver here. So I have a bonus habit, which is to stop 
trying to do everything yourself. And this is a huge one for me. I am a very independent person. I always think that I can do everything myself, or I always at least think that I can try. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And so let's try to get some accountability. You know, I'm in my business in particular, I wear a lot of hats and I'm doing all the things myself. And I'm really trying in 2022 to learn how to gracefully delegate. I want to hire an assistant. I want to use some more, I want to invest in some more automation software and just really be strategic and set myself up to have things working in the background so that I can focus on the things that I really want to do, you know, I don't want to have to be thinking about and executing all of the day-to-day things that keep me from doing and developing the content that is going to allow me to uh, achieve success in my business this year. And so I am going to be finding that accountability. And sometimes that means that I'm going to be cutting a check to have somebody do something else for me. And that is okay, and I, I think it's good, it's healthy, it stimulates our economy, it, it you know, puts money in somebody's pockets so they can feed their family, you know, and, and just like I do. And so I am really going to focus on accountability this year. I'm doing it with my workouts, and I'm doing it in my business, and I'm really kind of reaching out more to my community, to you guys. I want to give you guys that space to have that accountability as well. So I want you guys to stick around, stick with me, because I really want to create that environment for you and, and for me so that we can be each other's accountability in whatever it is that we're going to be doing in 2022 this year. So with that being said, I want you to join me and do the productivity pick me up challenge. It's gonna start off with a free workshop. I'm gonna be teaching these concepts in a little bit more detail and sort of unpacking the practical strategy of how you can customize this idea, all of these seven habits that I'm breaking and we can talk a little bit more about the strategy and the mindset shifts that you can use for whatever your own goals are and I really would love to have you join me. You can do this challenge at any point in time throughout the year. It takes four weeks just to kind of help give you enough time to learn what works, learn what doesn't work so you can course correct and just find that consistency and those little tools to help you bust through your roadblocks in the moment and have a healthier, stronger, more disciplined mindset to keep going. And I've got tons of bonuses for everybody. There's gonna be weekly accountability, emails that I'm sending out to everybody and that are totally free. And then you can upgrade and snag access to those awesome exercise routines that you can customize. I've got all kinds of stuff going on. I've got tons of worksheets. I made a 13-page workbook for this of 10-minute decluttering routines that you can use that are gonna make keeping on top of the housework and the tidying and the cleaning and all of that stuff seem a lot easier and more possible than you ever thought. 
and just really leveling up our day-to-day -day routines and having everything all ready to go in our schedules ahead of time so that you can execute and then just use your brain for more creative things and, and work on your hobbies and all of the things that matter to you the most and all the family time and the things that you truly wanna be doing. So that is what we're gonna be doing in the Productivity Pick Me Up Challenge. I would love to have you join. You can click the link down below to sign up you will be on the list to receive all of the emails and have access to the resources if you want to choose to go that route. I would love to have you on board. I don't know how many times I can say I would love it, but I would love it. It would be great. I'm really excited. And I'm going to be jumping in and joining this challenge live with you uh, probably the second week of January through the first week of February. So it's going to take us in January through to the beginning of February. But like I said, you can join the challenge at any time and you can keep me up to date with your progress in my free Facebook group. I will also link to all of that down below as well. So keep me posted. And now it is your turn. I wanna know what habits that you are going to be kick into the curb this year, what types of new things you wanna start, what your dream goals are this year, and just tell me all about it. Pop them down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, and you can send me an email if you're interested in working on some of these things together. We can do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Don't know what my schedule's looking like. It does fill up quickly, but I am here to help you if you ever need. And I'm really excited to do more of these style episodes of this podcast, a little bit more long form, so that we can just riff and really jam on these subjects. And I really am honored to have you here. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Have an awesome day.